Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. No rain, snow, sleet, or dead of night keeps us from doing Sports Scene. Hurricane, ah, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Thursday. Welcome to another edition of Sports Scene ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WRUF, I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. David Cherba also is the mailman. He's here producing today. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. He comes with us on Thursday, and guess what? He's going to be here, although via the phone today. And why not? It's nasty weather outside. And then... Uh, a guy who sat in studio with me for a few years and helped me do uh, football shows, quarterback Noah Brindice. Yeah, because the 92 and 97 teams of Steve Spurrier are going to be honored uh, at the game on Saturday. Of course, Noah part of that 97 group. And uh, he'll join us to talk a little memory uh, of that. All right, today. Yesterday I mentioned um, about the committee that the SEC has put together to study uh, storming the field, basically. And it just got me to thinking, you know, what is the, what is the thought process here? What is the, you know, as a fan, do you care? Is it a, do you do you have any thing to say when it comes to that? So, and I don't know if it's a question of is it right. I get it, I get it. Right. Look. We don't do that here. Doesn't happen in Florida. Our fans, uh, what's the word I want to use? Cheated because they can't storm the field like Tennessee's fans did or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I've never, I don't, I'm not against it, but it's like, okay, now, if I were in college and I knew some of the players and I want to go down there and, you know, yay with the players, all right. But, like, can you see me now going down there? And uh, No. No. So we'll talk about it. Some other things going on. Uh, there is a football game Saturday. I know nobody really seems to care about it, but we can talk about that too. And believe me, forget the bowl eligibility for a second. If you start looking at pecking order, and certainly things can change, right? If you look at the SEC, where, I mean, Florida probably is in the what, second tier of teams? 
would you put LSU as an elite now? And where would you put Alabama now? I, I mean, look, Ole Miss is the outlier here, even though they probably shouldn't be. They've not really played a great schedule. I get it. But they have a chance to get a signature win this week when they play Alabama. Because the top five in some form to me, some form, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, what, Ole Miss, Alabama? Would they be top five? Okay. Then Florida's in that next group, I think. South Carolina wants to be in that next group. South Carolina beat Florida last year and beat them handily. You got to win this game and you got to win this game at home. You know, forget the senior days. You, you just you just don't want to lose again to Carolina, especially here. And then most of you, as a matter of fact, I can't think of one person that was not impressed with Gator basketball's first game. You want to talk a little bit about that? You can do that too. And I understand whether all of that, that's why I got a couple of guests here. Uh, and Sean, by the way, is going to take your calls uh, when we get him here. Patrick says, when St. Nick loses this weekend to Ole Miss, is he going to resign because, because winning nine games isn't good enough a la Steve Spurrier when he left here? No, but I, I will say this. Alabama isn't facing this very much, right? This is unfairly uncharted territory for them. How do they respond now? They're... Their expectation at the start of the season is a national championship, not a nine-win season or, okay, we'll win 10 games but not go to the championship game and all that. And look, we saw it here. When Mullen got Florida to three straight uh, New Year's Six games, everybody just went and yawned. Very few cared. Well, if you don't care about it here, I wonder what you care about in Alabama. Larry says, believe Tim Walton and his women's softball program deserve big kudos for having the number one recruiting class in the country. Yep, they did yesterday was National Signing Day for uh, most sports, not all, obviously, but most. Yep, now... You know, we'll see what that recruiting class does, but yes. Um, and obviously that recruiting class is already joining a very, very good team. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Bill says, uh, who does Florida play next? They play Kennesaw State next. What do I know about Kennesaw State? I don't know. Nothing. Um, and by the way, uh, 
Sean and Lee Humphrey have the broadcast of that game. And uh, on the ESPN app, Kyle Crooks and Patrick Young will have the call. So good for Pat. Just saw him on uh, SEC Network the other night and uh, really, really glad uh, to see him. And uh, you couldn't ask uh, for a better guy. And then uh, this kind of fell between the cracks and I said something about it the other day, but I don't know how many people know about the passing of Major Parker, who played here. Uh, obviously, very, very young and uh, just really sad. Um, too bad. And then uh, let's see here. Daniel said yesterday, I said about being excited for this last game. He says, we don't get many games Anytime to put the Gator helmet on, I'm ready to watch. Spring and summers are long, and boom, it's here and gone. It's true. It is. It goes by. Once football season starts, it just zooms by. And all of a sudden, it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas. 12-12, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We will have the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, here next. He will take your questions, calls, and comments. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. If you want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives, that team is the Arthrex team, and they are hiring now. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries, and get people back in the game. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that's nationally recognized for its extraordinary workplace culture and many exciting benefits and amenities, including free lunches, free on-site medical care, and much more. And it all starts on the very first day you're employed by Arthrex. So check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com careers.arthrex.com to find out more. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and secure your home. Take inventory of your home's hurricane preparedness kit. Don't forget about your pets. Even if you evacuate, secure your home's windows and doors from the storm. Being prepared helps protect your family and home. This hurricane season, don't delay. Make a plan today. Know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner, Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. 
It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC. At Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. He's got the 1966 Heisman Trophy, the 1996 National Championship Trophy, and seven SEC trophies. Steve Spurrier was the head ball coach. Now you can call him the head beer coach. And he's sharing his newest trophy, a can of lager. His head beer coach 1966 lager is available in 16-ounce cans at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill and all Gator football games. 1966 is refreshing in all kinds of weather and tasty enough to please any beer drinker. Head beer coach 1966 lager, a legend in a can. Please drink responsibly. Attention contractors, land developers, farm and ranch owners. Groven Construction is a heavy civil and site development company in the Gainesville area. They have A3 rated structural screen fill dirt and topsoil. If you need fill dirt for any of your farm or business projects, Groven Construction can deliver. This A3 rated structural screen fill dirt and topsoil is perfect for pastures, arenas, construction projects, site work and development. Call Groven Construction today for pricing and to schedule your pickup or delivery. 352-204-0102. That's 352-204-0102. We are your home for Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back. Going to be an abbreviated program today here till one o'clock. So you want to get your calls, questions, comments in. You can do that. By the way, speaking of uh, Tim Walton's class, uh, they are they hail from Florida, California, Indiana, and Texas. Yeah. And overall, the Gators have now signed 11 state Gatorade Player of the Year recipients pretty good um and uh they signed uh ava uh, brown who is a right-handed pitcher and first baseman and several others as well keegan rothrock who's from indiana she's also a right-handed pitcher designated player and uh, mia williams from windermere infielder etc so good class uh, for Tim Walton and, of course, other sports yesterday doing that as well. By the way, uh, Gator Baseball will uh, conclude its fall season with two inter-squad scrimmages this week, 
including the Orange and Blue World Series on Saturday, and that's still going to go on. That'll be at uh, 10 a.m. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and you can even tailgate uh, before the Florida-South Carolina game as well, and no cost to attend. So there you go. All right. Pleasure now to bring in Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. We're going to talk a little football and a little hoops. Sean, staying dry? Yeah, so far. I haven't had to leave the house, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's very dry. That's good. Um, yes, yes. You know, Sean, I, I don't know if it's just because people knew the weather was coming or what, but I, I hope I'm wrong in this. I know the game's a sellout and maybe come Saturday we're all through this. People will be geeked for this game, but boy, I right now, I, I don't know, not much talk about it. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, no, it seems a little quiet, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I think maybe maybe the storm has something to do with it. Um, but, but yeah, no, it just seems a little bit quiet. I'd like to think that the sellout Saturday is a true sellout, the last chance to see this team in person for most. And so, and, and look, you're, you're in this run of November that we talked about last week that seems very important, obviously, for bowl eligibility, for the way that you carry yourself into the offseason. You're coming off of a very nice win against Texas A&M. It is a little quiet, maybe, and maybe that's okay. Maybe everybody's just getting themselves ramped up for Saturday, and we just don't know it yet. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you got a question or a comment for Sean, 392-8255. He will talk to you. Uh, Carolina is a hard team to figure. Uh, you know, I think they thought when they got Spencer Rattler that – you know, they'd be a pretty good throwing team. They've been okay. If you look at them statistically, Sean, in a lot of categories, they're okay. But they're 6-3. and three. I mean, you can't take this group for granted. No, you can't. But And, and again, I don't want to throw any shade on our, our neighbors to the north there. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've won five of the last six. But if you run down the schedule, what really jumps out of you? Correct. Uh, you know, uh, that that tells me something, I guess. Um, but at the same time, a win is a win. We talk about that. We we look to have perspective for our own team. So, again, I don't want to throw any shade on that, but they are a little hard to figure out. Rattler's not really maybe what they thought he'd be. He's thrown too many interceptions for them. Uh, and, and look, they yes, they won last week. They're a better team when the running back Lloyd's involved. Mm-hmm. I think he's back this weekend. He's a real weapon for them. They're very good on special teams, like exceptionally good. They have a very good punter. Their field goal kicker hasn't missed uh, field goals. He has missed two PATs. And they get after teams in the return game, and, and they've blocked some kicks too. So they're, they're kind of, a, as you mentioned, kind of a funky read when you look at them. You know, you look, uh, one of the things that I think has been a very pleasant development, Sean, and sort of quietly, you know, shorter out, now Jaquavion Frazier's, or he may be out, Frazier's is out. But some of the younger receivers, you know, Douglas, et cetera, have stepped up. And Anthony Richardson, over his last three games, has been much more efficient in what he has done. Uh, if that continues, doesn't that bode well for what this offense can do? Yeah, I agree. I, you know, let's just, let's just start with Richardson alone. You take his last six versus his first three, the numbers are starkly in contrast, a lot of it has to do with taking care of the football. You know, he's found his way again as a bit of a runner. His his running numbers are very healthy. I mean, the long touchdown run he had last week against A&M, 
he gets so loose that he's actually coasting. If you go back and watch the, the end of the play, he's actually coasting at the finish. That's, that's how explosive that play was. The Douglas thing has been great because we've kind of been watching that develop over time in practice. And in theory, you know, he's probably the guy that steps in when Shorter leaves, leaves campus. So um, I, I just think that a couple of those guys needed more seasoning and Napier and company were patient with some of these guys. And now we're seeing that depth. It's a shame that Frazier's is hurt because he had such a breakout performance last week. Yep. I think Marcus Burke is a guy that's kind of on the come here. But Douglas seems to be the reliable next guy, if you will. Uh, you know, he's sure-handed. I like the way he runs his routes. I think I, I'd like to think Shorter's going to give it a go this weekend. But I feel better about Frazier's being out, Shorter maybe limited or whatever, knowing that some of these other guys have, have kind of stepped up. Um you know, and then there's Ricky Pearsall, who's had a catch now in 24 consecutive games, dating back to his Arizona State days. He's Mr. Reliable out of that group. And so, you know, keep running the ball the way you have, but at the same time, you're able to throw the ball, and we've seen them now, Florida, have this pension for the comeback. You can't do that just solely relying on the run game. This is interesting email for you, Sean, from Stephen. He says, if the Saints had a terrible record this year and got a new coach, do you think Sean Payton would have any interest in coming back? No, I don't. Just just kind of knowing that situation over there a little bit, and I've watched it more from afar this year. I, you know, they're going to be patient with Dennis Allen. You know, one year is not enough to evaluate whether he's the future or not in this case. So, yeah, I mean, the Saints are what they are, and they've had injuries, obviously, too. And, I, you know, it's funny. I looked at the NFL schedule. There's so much more of that schedule to go when we're winding down and we've got three left on our regular season schedule. Yeah. Uh, i got two more emails here. Scott says, Sean, love the job that you and Shane do. Uh, my question is about the defense. It seemed to come together last week in the second half. Do you get the same impression? Well, I'm excited about what I saw in the second half. Is one half for me to feel great about things moving forward? Maybe not just yet. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, Steve. About five weeks ago, I want to say it was five weeks ago, I was in Coach Napier's office. We were getting ready to tape his pregame interview, which we do usually on Fridays, um, that you all hear prior to kickoff. And I, I just I had my spotter boards out, and I said, Coach, point at a guy or two here that's kind of you know coming up that maybe surprised you a little bit or is on the brink of doing something for you. And he immediately pointed to Antoine Powell Ryland. Hmm. This is long before the Cox dismissal. You know, Powell Ryland stepped in for him in that role as a starter this past weekend. Had a great game, but he's been kind of, kind of keeps emerging as as the weeks have gone by since I had that conversation with him. So, if Powell Ryland is what Napier believes is a an up and coming, you know, trending player, you know, over the last four or five weeks. And he stepped into that role, continues to play like he did against Texas A&M the other day. I love that aspect of the defense. There was a little wiggle up front. They moved McClellan more to the inside yep. uh, up front defensively. I thought that he had more of an impact this weekend. And I think that a little taste of things going right only bodes well for this defense. And perhaps um, they've turned a corner in some way. Am I, am I a true believer just yet? 
No, just because partly I'm I'm just cynical by nature. <laughs> but but at the same time, I they and I both and all of us should feel good about you know after after probably playing well. Coach Napier said it. We couldn't have played much worse, to use his words, on defense in the first half, and then to pitch the shutout in the second half. The other key number there, Steve, was I'm pretty sure they held A&M to one of eight on third down conversions in the second half last week. Massive improvement in an important category there, too. No doubt. Oh, one more one more thing. Yeah. This plus six on the turnover margin mm-hmm. is first in the SEC. It's 12th in FBS. They've had this pension for getting at least one takeaway per game, if not multiple takeaways. Not that I would describe any of these guys except for maybe Bernie as a ball hawk, but they, they've been able to get off the field by taking the football away maybe more times than I expected. Yeah, that was one of, that was one of the emails, so you took care of that. Daryl says, of all the teams you've seen Florida play so far, which team is, has impressed you the most? Georgia. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's kind of a layup there. Um, and LSU, you know, Jaden Daniels, we kind of got to be, unfortunately, a part of his um, light bulb portion of his schedule. And what he's done now to put LSU in the position they are, that's awfully impressive, too. Georgia, far and away, best team that Florida's faced this season. And that's, you know, I know everybody's going to be like, duh, but, I mean, that's the obvious answer. Yep. Uh, we're going to keep Sean one more segment. If you have a call, question, or comment for him, he will stay here. I'm going to focus on basketball in this next segment. But if you have an email or you call anyone about football, you can do that too. 1228 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. 
There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Meldon Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Planning a road trip this fall? Maximize your fuel economy by inflating tires to proper pressure and packing light. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. A tropical storm warning remains in effect until further notice. Heavy rain and gusty winds continuing as Nicole Center passes to our south and then to our west later this afternoon. The worst of the wind gusts expected shortly after lunchtime. Anywhere between 45 and 60 mile an hour wind gusts cannot be ruled out. Torrential rain rates could cause localized flooding. Nicole Center should lift northward toward the mid-Atlantic tomorrow. In the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Key, Black Opera. Just let them hear it one time. Let them feel it. No, people know what I'm saying. All right, give them a little taste. No, why not? Because I'm not doing that. You're man. so good at it, though. <laughs> you should have heard this guy during the breaks. I really thought I was like singing all the Pavarotti. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From pylon to pylon, oh, we are your home for all things football. 63-yard touchdown, and the ballgame is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And right on cue, Sean here. You got a question, comment for him. He's here. One more segment, 392-8255. Sean, we're going to hear from Art. Art, go ahead. Hey, Sean. Hi, Art. Are you there? He's here. Can you hear me? I got you. Sean, I just want you to know what a breath of fresh air you are to the Gator community, uh, even to shows like this. I mean, you even get Steve to laugh. I, I don't hear Steve laugh often enough. Well, I'll, I'll do my best to get a little better at that. <laughs> um, so calling the games, the football games with Shane, 
Uh, that's going well. Are you going to do any uh, basketball games with Mark Wise? Um, I don't know if Mark and I will be paired together. Lee Humphrey is my normal partner. Um, and okay. in, unless there's a scheduling conflict or whatnot, uh, I would assume I'll be doing most all my work with Lee. Mark has an ESPN schedule, and obviously we enjoy his work on SEC Plus as well, as we did in the opener the other night. So with either of those guys, I'm in good shape. Lee and I uh, had a good start the other night. I look forward to tomorrow night back at the uh, at the O-Dome. Oh, yeah, it was it was great. It was great. And uh, how about baseball games? You going to do any with uh, maybe Steve Russell there or Jeff Cardoza? I'll be involved uh, on a lot of the SEC Plus broadcasts, and I think, gosh, that seems so far away at the moment. I'll be involved in baseball in, in some form or fashion, probably more in, in the line of what Mick did with regard to those, um, what they call those digital broadcasts on SEC Plus. Okay. Well, we, uh, we really appreciate you. You're, you're exciting to listen to, and uh, you're just witty and, and sound like you a lot of fun. So I appreciate everything you do. Well, appreciate your well, call, Art. Yep. yep. Thank you a lot. 392-8255. You got a question or comment for Sean? Let's talk some hoops. Good segue from Art into hoops. You know, your thoughts on game one? Went well. Um, I, you know, it's sometimes interesting watching teams come out of the gate. A lot of them are so focused on, hey, can we get things right on the offensive end of the floor? I thought, you know, maybe some would overlook, maybe not for Todd Golden, but I thought Florida got after it defensively in a big way. I guess a bit of an undermanned Stony Brook team, I'll admit. But I, I think that their length and athleticism was on full display in the opener. Uh, they defended well. I love the fact that 13 different guys got scored. <laughs> Castleton was Castleton. Uh, isn't this team interesting with a very legit point guard in Lofton? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're deep. And so I think, you know, whether it be tomorrow night against Kennesaw, Monday, Florida Atlantic is a nice, tasty little test. I think Florida Atlantic – returns five starters from a year ago this is a chance to to have todd golden change up the starting lineup as he so chooses rotate different guys different lengths of minutes on the floor just to kind of figure out what it's going to look like you know let's say a month from now and so um i'm eager to see different guys get chances and different combinations on the floor but look i said i said all along i thought this team would be better than people think um, how good it remains to be, you know, seen. But uh, yeah, very interesting start to the season. I was discouraged at halftime by the three-point shooting problems, and then all of a sudden they went lights out in the second half. So at forty percent for the game from long range, I I sure did feel better at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, how much uh, how much prep have you done on Kennesaw? What what can we look forward to there? I, I haven't done a tremendous amount. Um, other than this is a Kennesaw team that is going to try and get after you pretty good um, in that they're, they are very sure of the way that they play um, and will be a better test than Stony Brook was. I still think Florida takes care of business tomorrow night, but it's interesting how these first three games line up in that the test gets a little more difficult each time yes. again heading toward Monday, which is, I think, a real good measuring stick in Florida Atlantic. A couple of emails about basketball. Uh, Scott says, uh, he has two questions, actually. He said, uh, your thoughts on fudge? And he said, do you think Florida will shorten its rotation as the season goes along? I'll take the second one first. Yes, that rotation will shrink, especially as we get toward SEC play late December. 
Um, is it a 10-man rotation? Is it nine? Uh, I think it gets down to 10, and maybe in the conference play you're looking at nine, which is a real luxury. And, and, and the hard part here is who are those nine? Because I think that there's probably safely 12 guys that have a legitimate shot as to being what could get down to nine. Um, Fudge, uh, kind of as I mentioned earlier, is one of those guys that really displayed what the the overall team length and athleticism can do for Golden here in his first year. That seven foot four, if not five inch wingspan is is awfully impressive. I thought he did very well. Came off the bench, played nearly 19 minutes, very efficient shooting at six of 12. I thought defensively he was very good. Um, he did have two turnovers in the game uh, that can get cleaned up a little bit. But when you play like he does, the ball is going to slip out of your hands yeah. <laughs> at some point. He, he is a vicious attacker of the rim. There's, he's one of several guys that play up over the rim that, um, shoot, just in practice alone, Steve, it's a dunk fest watching some of these guys. And, and Fudge is a part of that. I, I don't know whether he ends up being a starter or if he's just a great wing guy off the bench. That remains to be seen. Uh, Mark has an email. I'm, I'm anxious for this answer. Uh, he says, Sean, you do multiple sports and do them well. Do you have a favorite sport to broadcast? Wow. Um, well, I appreciate the kind word. Uh, I, I would say my comfort level would be highest with basketball because I've just done more of it here in the recent portion of my career. Um, so that comes very naturally to me. But, you know, it, it's almost like back when I was a kid, Steve, you know, and growing up in the Midwest with all the seasons and all that, when it was football season, football was my favorite sport. You bet. And then, yeah, during the winter, then all of a sudden, basketball, hockey, those things were my favorite sport. And then and then certainly baseball, which I played more of than any of the others. And earlier in my career, I broadcast more baseball than anything else I did. I guess if, if, the, um, if I was in the dark room with one bright light shining on me <laughs> and I had to tell you the truth, um, baseball is probably my favorite sport. Um, but I really do enjoy broadcasting all of them. It's one of the reasons why it was so attractive for me when I left the NBA full time and went to ESPN Radio. I would go. I went back to doing multiple sports in a year, and then obviously that led to to me coming here to Florida and doing something very similar. So um, I just enjoy mixing it up. Some guys like you know I talked to Mike Green and and he can't believe how like a guy like Mark Kestisher, whom we hear all the time on ESPN radio and myself, how we handle bouncing around these multiple sports. He really loves just being the best basketball announcer he can be green. That is. Um, whereas I, I, I enjoy the change of seasons and, and I like the different sports. So um, I'm, I'm very blessed in that I get to do that all over again in my career. Uh, okay. I'm going to, uh, tied us up in a bow here, come back full circle since we've got uh, football coming up on Saturday here. Uh, Florida has a chance to be bowl eligible, get another SEC win. And I think it's important. I, I think maybe Billy's told you this when you've talked to him, but obviously they want to finish strong here. I mean, who would have thought the possibility of, you know, eight wins here uh, at the beginning of the year? I mean, there's a lot to play for yet, Correct. Yeah, but I, I, allow me to be on the list of, of folks that thought that eight wins was realistic. I, I, I did uh, from the onset. I just knew it wouldn't be real easy, but it would, and, and, and your ability to get there would have to come late in the season like it is right now. So 
I think eight and four would be tremendous. First year under Napier with the roster that he inherited, the challenges of putting in new offense, new defense, everything else. It's right there for the taking. Um, the bowl eligibility thing is important. And, and to me, it's less about what bowl. It's more about, A, the bowl should be the minimum standard around these parts. Um, and in a first-year program, the practices that come with bowl preparation are, are invaluable um, it's for developing the guys you have and for the momentum you get into the offseason and obviously what we're seeing now with the, the, the possible finished product of the recruiting class. All those things trend in the right direction if, if again, you, you don't trip and fall here down the stretch of the season. Um, as you and I have discussed, all these games are winnable, yep. but based on what we've seen with Florida, uh, you could lose any of them too, and that includes Vanderbilt, friends. So uh, just be careful. Continue to, to work toward the finished product here. I thought that, again, the win at Texas A&M was a pivot moment. Napier agrees, and and hopefully you carry that over into this weekend. It, it'll be fun to do one more game at home, obviously senior day and whatnot, and then salute to those who serve this weekend's a real emphasis for the Gators and with Veterans Day being uh, tomorrow, Steve, obviously, my chance here to, to thank everyone here on this air, um, how much we appreciate the service to the country. Yep, absolutely. Always appreciate you. Thanks for doing this. Stay dry, and uh, we will see you this weekend. Yep, thanks for sticking in there and doing your show today, Steve. We all need it, and, uh, and we'll get through today, and uh, I look forward to a fantastic weekend. Okay, thank you, Sean. Sean Kelly, thank voice you. of the Gators, joining us here on Sports Scene. 1244 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. This weekend, the 1992 and 1997 Steve Spurrier teams are going to be honored. Coming up, one of the quarterbacks of that 97 team. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. A terrific local charity is exactly what the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka is. They've been around for a while, but now they need your help. And many of you have responded to that help, and they thank you for that. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by your donated vehicles. Not just cars, can be trucks, motorcycles, just about any kind of vehicle. And the kids learn real-life skills because they fix them up, and then they go out and resell them. So if you have an unwanted or unused vehicle of any kind, please consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donations are tax-deductible. And they go a long way towards helping this really good cause. You can find out more very simply by Googling Boys Ranch Palatka or going online to rbr.org. That's rbr.org. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, 
and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. The cooler weather couldn't have come at a better time because now's the time for the Polaris of Gainesville inventory clearance sale where you can save hundreds, even thousands on tracker boats and Polaris off-road vehicles. Enjoy the great outdoors with family and friends in the cool fall air. It's hunting season. So save on the off-road vehicle you need. And for bass fishermen, the fall spawn is happening right now. And those bass just love being hooked by tracker brand boaters. At Polaris of Gainesville, the 2023s are here and the 2022s must go now. Take advantage of interest rates as low as 4.99% and rebates up to $6,000. Enjoy free extended factory warranties on select Polaris models and payments under $99 per month on youth models. Now's the time. Polaris of Gainesville is the place for the end-of-season inventory clearance sale. U.S. 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Online at PolarisofGainesville.com. Rebates and incentives on specific models. See Polaris of Gainesville for details. Interest in rates determined by lender with approved credit. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Sunday. Let's go! The Bucks look to stack two wins in a row and get back to 500 when they travel to Munich, Germany to take on the Seahawks. Evans makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great throw by Brady. Fire the cannon. Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. How about them Buccaneers? We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Today we're only going till 1 o'clock. Tomorrow, normal show, Prognostication Friday, ESPN's Herm Edwards will be joining us tomorrow. The 1992 and 1997 Gator football teams are being honored here, and a big part of that 97 team is my next guest, uh, Noah Brindis, Gator QB, and uh, Noah and I worked together for many years together doing uh, the pregame show, so he now joins us. Good to talk to you, my friend. Welcome back here. Stevie, baby. Great to hear your voice. Buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, can you believe how long it has been 
since you played here. You're getting old. <laughs> I, I can believe it, especially considering the fact that uh, I have a daughter that now attends the University of Florida. So I guess it's getting easier to realize that I'm I don't feel that old. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I do feel old sometimes, but I don't necessarily consider myself old. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredible. It seems like I I, I I can remember that season like it was yesterday. Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs. I'm going to ask you about that. What what are your memories of that season? Um, well, for me, you know, it was kind of the culmination of a lot of hard work of, you know, four years of, of not playing very much and, uh, just trying to get an opportunity. Um, you know, I, I know, and I've spoken with coach Spurrier about, about this is that at the time, you know, that was, that was a little bit of a down year because we didn't play for the SEC championship for the first time, um, in several years, we were coming off two years in a row of playing for the national championship, obviously winning it in 96. So going 10 and two at that time and finishing fourth in the country was a little bit of a letdown, but I think as time has gone by and, um, you know, different things have happened with the program in, in that period of time, you know, that it's, we can look back on it and say, you know, it wasn't that bad. You know, we, we finished the year strong. I know that's one thing that Coach Barry loves to talk about is that we won our last four games. Uh, obviously beating FSU in the swamp um, when they were undefeated <clears throat> and number one in the country was probably the highlight and definitely the culmination of, of my career. But I look back on that year with, with fond memories. It ended well, and that was that was the big thing, uh, is that it, it ended well. If it had gone the opposite direction, uh, it, it may not be the same. It would be something that would linger with me. But, uh, you know, I made the most of my opportunities, and uh, I really can't. I wouldn't change a thing, to be honest with you. You know, we've been friends a long time, and I don't know that I've ever asked you this because, I mean, you stuck it out. You know, you could have gone yeah. somewhere else, and, you know, we see what happens today, you know, with the transfer pool. Did you ever think about not staying here? No, um, because I was so happy to be a part of the program, and I, I think that's unfortunately uh, that's not the, the the overwhelming sentiment today. I think with a lot of these athletes, and it's not necessarily their fault. It's the culture. Um, it's the way it is. But I I just wanted to be a part of the program. Uh, you know, when when Doug beat me out to be the starting quarterback for the '97 season. Um, I sort of started focusing on what I wanted to do after college and which was, was coaching. And I ended up doing that for 10 years. So I kind of immersed myself in that. Um, uh, but I never at any point considered, considered transferring or, or doing anything like that. My, you know, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now was a student there. Um, I was very, very happy just to be able to wear the Gator uniform and, uh, and and still feel a lot of pride in that. Noah Brindice, our guest, uh, Gator quarterback on that 97 team, uh, the 92 team, the 97 team being honored here this weekend. Uh, Noah, you've certainly seen, you know, as a fan, as a, as, a, as a former player, ups and downs in the program. Do you think the program now is headed in the right direction? Yeah, I think obviously this season has probably gone, I, w- I would say maybe about the way, most of us expected, you know, um, I don't think any of us thought Tennessee would be as good as they are. And 
I think our record is probably in the area that most of us uh, foresaw. Um, but again, you know, it kind of harkens back to the 94 team, I'm sorry, the 97 team in that, what are you going to do with these last three games? You know, it, it could, it could really change the perception of the year uh, one way or the other, based on what happens in these last three games. And then with a, with a bowl game after that, I mean, I think everybody feels, feels solidly about, about coach Napier and, and what he's trying to do and building a program. I think he says the right things. I think he does the right things. Um, you know, the, there's been a lack of consistency, obviously, and I think that's that's fairly common in a in a first year uh, regime. Um, but I, you know, I I really like him. I hope he I hope he continues to to have support because it's going to take a little while. But in in one regard, you know, there's a lot of things about the current state of college football that I don't like. But one thing that is good is that you really can overhaul your roster in in a year. And I definitely think that 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 needs to happen, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but fortunately, with the way that that uh, the transfer portal is now, um, you know, you could go out there and find players to, to fill in holes. I think he's recruiting well. Um, I coach for my son's team down here in, in, in Jupiter area, and we have a, a junior running back that's committed to the program that is going to be a heck of a player. So I think he's doing the right things, um, and I really – hope that the Gator Nation can maintain the support that they've shown them thus far. No, we've got two minutes left, and you know, we all know the, the funny Steve Spurrier stories, but look, the guy won a ton of games, you know, really did a great job in cultivating his quarterbacks. For, for a fan who's listening, Noah, give me a nugget, give me something about Coach Spurrier that, you know, from, from a coaching standpoint, what he did in coaching his quarterbacks that, that made you guys so good. He instilled a level of confidence in, in our offense and what we did that we really expected to go out and score 50 points every game. We, we expected to, to score on every possession. We expected to throw the ball up and down the field and have wide open receivers. And we expected to win. Um, now, you know, it's those of us that, have remained close with him, which I have. I worked for him for five years. I still talk to him several times a month, play golf with him um, when when our schedules allow it. He's one of the most competitive human beings on, on the face of the earth, and I don't think that's a surprise. Most people know that. But I think, you know, I, I really – I really think that he is has looked back on his career now with, with so much more fondness for, for maybe the teams that were not the best teams, the 97 team being one example. So we, we really made the most of that, you know, and he's able to kind of look back and remember things now um, and see what he's created. I, I am, he's in, he instilled so much in me. Um, you know, I run a business now and I use the lessons that he taught me to this day. Um, I've had him to come down and speak with uh, my employees and he just does such a good job. And, you know, you don't look at Steve Spurrier and say, oh, he's, you know, a titan of industry or anything like that. But the simple lessons that, that he's instilled in, in all of his players, they really do carry over into, you know, being a husband, being a father, um, you know, being a professional. He's just a really unique human being. And, and uh, we're all lucky to have spent time with him. 
Pretty good stuff, and I appreciate our friendship over the years too, Noah. And uh, thanks, yep. Thanks for taking the time, and uh, hope you can get up here. Hope this weather helps and gets out of here. Yeah, and we get got up here. we got blasted pretty good last night in Jupiter, but I, hopefully we'll be able to get up there. It's kind of screwed up some schedules, but we're going to do the best we can because I certainly would like to be there and celebrate with my teammates what right. we accomplished. I know you would. Hope you can. Thank you, my friend. All right, Steve. Take care. You Thank got you. it, Noah. Thank you. I, I, I've been so privileged and blessed over the years to you know know a lot of people you know Shane I got a chance to coach with and and that guy right there Noah uh, Brindice uh, he and I go back because again he did this uh, pregame and you know did that during football season with me for a few years coached and uh, really appreciate his time and I'm sure they'll have fun honoring those 92 and 97 teams today uh, that's going to do it for today tomorrow Back on our normal schedule, Herm Edwards from ESPN is going to join us. Of course, it's Prognostication Friday. So let's hope this stuff gets out of here. Everybody stays safe, and we can go back to our normal routine, talking sports on a Friday. Thanks to David for producing today. Thanks to all of you who watched on Facebook, who tuned in today. Uh, otherwise, and please, be safe uh, as the storm passes through. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.